0: Hello everybody, my name is Dylan Garland and welcome to the Down to the Point podcast presented by Riverpoint Studios. Today it is part two of our conversation with streamer and actor Ryan Kennedy aka Sergeant Fidget. So before we jump into today's conversation I would highly recommend if you have not already go check out part one because in part one we talk the start of the Sergeant Fidget stream, as well as get into some personal conversations about how Ryan got into acting, where he came from, and a lot more that will set up this episode uh, very well, at least in my opinion. So today's episode, it's mostly all about the stream and learning how Ryan streams uh, certain aspects that actually took me by surprise that I wasn't aware of uh, with his stream and really getting into the nitty gritty on what it takes to be a streamer at least for what worked with him and maybe a little bit of advice for all those jumping into the new platform that is twitch at least new to them so ladies and gentlemen without further ado let's jump in to the conversation with ryan kennedy aka sergeant fidget here on the down to the point podcast here we go So you you sort of had a, a bit of a gimmick going in there, like you had this this character, and that was gonna be mm-hmm. sort of the um, I guess the character side of what you would be yep. um within this. aside from that uh, thing, you know um wh- what were your biggest struggles in in getting into it and and sticking with it because you know the 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 market of streamers, youtubers, content creators mm-hmm. is the most full it has ever been. And getting somebody, uh, an audience member to, you know, take the time to come see you is tough. And, and I would argue that a lot of the time you're doing a very long time with no sort of consistency of viewers. Sometimes you do it for one or oh, two yeah. people. Uh, what were your early days like in that sense, in terms of viewership, in terms of community and stuff like that? And and how did you um, adapt and sort of overcome If there was, I'm not too sure about the early days, but if there was sort of that struggle, how did you
1: get past that? Oh, I think starting out, and even it's even worse today, and any streamer will tell you this, one of the hardest things overall is growth. Growth on Twitch, or on whatever you stream on, Mixer, YouTube, Facebook, there's so many different streaming platforms now, which I think is wonderful, by the way. I think having competition, having multiple options for people to choose from is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Growth is so, 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 so difficult. It's very, very difficult, especially I'm just going to use it as an example because I know it's a popular game where even if people who don't really know what Twitch is, they probably at least have heard of this game, Fortnite. Yes. A lot of people got into Twitch, especially a lot of younger people are getting into streaming everything because of Fortnite. But the, the thing you have to realize is, okay, you want to be a Fortnite streamer? That's wonderful. You enjoy the game. You want to share the content with a community or viewers? Fantastic. Wonderful. But when you go into the Fortnite directory, you're going to scroll and you're going to scroll and you're going to scroll down 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 and, you're going to scroll down, and that's going to be like 1% of the channels that are live in that directory alone. Cause it's just like people see this crazy successful actors or musicians, w- models, whatever. They're like, Oh, I want that. I want to do it. that. That would be a really fun job. Get to play games and hang out with people. That would be a really fun job. I want to do it. So you have all these channels and everyone wants it. So you got to find a way to make yourself stand out you know you can one of the things i've had conversations like this before with people where people are like oh well my channel is uh good because it gives people a chill place to hang out that's wonderful that is absolutely wonderful and if you feel your channel is has that kind of vibe to it. That's like one of the greatest things you can ask for and encourage you keep doing it. But the problem with that is that the 20 channels over here are also really chill and cool. Maybe the one channel to your right is a little bit more an angrier player. I'll say, but then the 19 other channels are also really chill and really cool. So in a such a competitive and oversaturated platform you've got to you've got to find unique ways and I took the approach of using my acting background to try to bring in the cartoon squirrel but maybe you can come up with something in terms of maybe how you play the game maybe maybe you like doing voices so you talk in different voices or Maybe you like cosplay. So whatever game you play, you dress up like Sea of Thieves. Maybe you dress up like a pirate yeah, or whatever. You find unique things that you enjoy to make yourself stand out. But on top of that, and th- th- this sounds super discouraging to say, but it's also reality. There are people who will, who are fantastic, super talented, and will stream every single day for years. But they just will not grow. It's sad to see. It's like when you see, an uh, like a, you know, like a really good actor who just can't get a job. Or right. like, wow, this person is a wonderful singer. Why is no one hiring her or him? It's, it's, it's a thing that everyone wants to do, and especially where I started and still do variety. Again, it's where I was talking earlier, where you change directory so much, you don't get noticed by the same people all the time, Yeah, which is why I'm trying to... Still do that, but have a bit more consistency to it because I'll I, I'll be the first to admit I have a wonderful community, an insanely supportive community. I I just hit as of recording this, we hit fifty one hundred followers, um, last week, which in the grand scheme of things isn't a insanely big number, but I've grown such a wonderful community and supportive community that even though i'm not like an overly massive huge channel of like hundreds of thousands of followers right i've been able to do this as my full time job for a year as of <sighs> this sunday my 3 year anniversary was also the 1 year anniversary of attempting to go full time so there's no there's no like real set way to determine even like the biggest streamers on twitch will tell you it's a lot of it is based on luck Either you knew the right people or you were streaming the right game at the right time. Maybe you have that one unique thing that the way you again, maybe you play the game a certain way. Maybe you tell certain jokes, whatever. You got to find something that makes you stand out in an oversaturated industry. Uh, that, that's
0: it's very interesting and i think i've seen that a lot of a lot of the times where i've seen both sides actually i've seen how it works like i've seen your type of character in, in the show um which i would probably describe as as ryan turned up to 11 is that mm-hmm. fair to say um, yeah
1: people always ask me they're like is that really how you are in person like is this really you i'm like Maybe when I'm not streaming, I'm not going to get up and, you know, jokingly <laughs> storm around my chair or whatnot. But in terms of the actual like personality and things I'm saying, it it is me. Yeah, it, it's it is me. At the end of the day, I'm not uh, putting on like a super crazy character kind of thing.
0: I can vouch for that. <laughs> I, I I won't say that hey I'm Ryan's best friend, but the the times that I have been around Ryan, he's uh you know, it's, it's not fake. Do you think, um, just sort of on the same topic, that uh, some people, and I think I'm guilty of this as well on YouTube, some people trying to emulate instead of create, and it sort of causes uh a, yeah. a,
1: a almost failure from the start? It's a failure because it's not genuine. Right. People can tell. It's, oh, this crazy successful streamer, you're literally taking their catchphrases their mannerisms you are just 2.0 but a less entertaining version because why watch the knockoff when i can just watch the real thing no that's fair you you have to find it's it's great to take inspiration from Mm -hmm. like your favorite streamers actors musicians whatever always take inspiration from them i think that's wonderful but you have to take that inspiration and make it your own i know that makes sense uh especially today with
0: so many new people jumping on these platforms. Yeah. Well, I think I think too, um, which I want to talk to you about this before I get into my next question here. It, the The changes over the past three years, because you've been doing this for three years, and the accessibility, at least for me, and we talked about this before we even started talking about this, where I asked you what streaming service you use, and I said, yeah, I couldn't figure it out, so I used this version because it was easier for me. Are, are are you seeing more people get on because the the sort of ease of access into this community is is becoming much more sort of uh, customer friendly?
1: Absolutely, and especially with consoles, a lot most. I don't know if the sw- the Switch probably doesn't, but at least the PS4 and the Xbox One. If you have either of those consoles, you can stream. You yeah. don't need. All this fancy technology you don't have to use all these crazy programs have mixers and uh, hopefully you will like the stream and it will grow enough that you can eventually invest in something like that mm-hmm. but just to start if you have a console you can stream and it's honestly the best way to do it if you're thinking about trying because you see it time and time and again people are like I'm gonna stream and they buy like hundreds <laughs> if not a thousand dollars worth of equipment monitors and all this crazy nonsense And then they're two weeks in and they go, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. And now you have all this stuff lying around. So it's very, very accessible. And there's, I guarantee you right in this moment, there's probably a hundred people creating new streaming accounts right this second. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Which is good and bad. It's great that so many people can get into it. But then again, you talk about the oversaturated thing where you're like, oh, I want to stream this game. Oh, there's 10,000 other channels (laughs) live right now in that directory alone. This could be interesting. This could be interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and to speak on that and to speak on your sort of your style, your variety style, um, when for you did it feel like it was, you know, starting to work? You, you know, I, I assume there was a period where it was an uphill battle trying to figure out what you wanted to present as a streamer. But there was there a moment or a time where you sort of finally felt like, okay, you know what? Holy crap, this is actually yep. starting to turn.
1: I think it was the first time I went into an empty directory I was playing a game from 1995. It was called Star Wars Dark Forces. Nice. And I, I would do retro games as well because I, I grew up playing like the Super Nintendo, all those kind of stuff. So like I have a lot of wonderful and fun memories with those kind of older games. So I like to show my viewers games either I grew up playing or games that I missed Growing up, that maybe I knew about, but just didn't get to play it for X, Y, Z reasons. Right. Um. But I think I was. I'm gonna say just over a year into streaming, and I decided I was gonna play this Star Wars game. I think a Star Wars movie had just come out or something. There was a reason why I was playing a Star Wars game, and. I was like there's no one in this directory. It's a game from 20 years ago, 22 years ago, whatever it was at the time. No one is going to watch me play this, but I'm stubborn. I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> and then when I played it, uh my I everyone does this differently. Some people will watch their viewership while they're live. I tend to watch or check it maybe like once a week or once every couple weeks. I'll go through my uh my statistics my dashboard and just see how things are going interesting Um, but i went back and looked at the stream and i actually ended up having i think for as small as i was at the time i had over 50 people watching me play a game in a completely empty directory and i'm a nobody streamer like to wow. the average person, fifty viewers might not seem like a lot, especially when you see people pulling in like 20,000 viewers. But for the size of my channel at the time, to pull in fifty viewers in a game that majority of my people who were even watching me had never heard of before—that's when I was like, okay, I think I'm on, I think I'm on the right track here. So, I, I I see what people mean by variety being is definitely harder, but I want to prove that it can be done. And this was my first kind of like, oh. Like, I think we have something here. There, there's definitely something growing here. That's that's awesome. Um, I, I want to talk to you about something you just
0: mentioned here. Uh, it, it's interesting that you don't view your viewers sort of live because for those who are streaming, you if you have a setup, it'll tell you like, or even if you're looking at your Twitch stream, it'll tell you like so many viewers are watching or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that help you with maintaining your focus in the
1: stream? Like, is there a specific reason why you don't do that? It's the theater background. I never, and before I even get into this, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching your viewer number because everyone works differently, right? There's there's no right or wrong answer to anything. This is how I do it. Absolutely. But when I was in the theater world, you know, I don't, I don't walk onto stage and go two, four, (laughs) six. Okay. There's about 25 people here. Cool. Right. To be or not to be. No. <laughs> you just walk out and you do your thing, right? Yeah. So the reason I don't wa- watch my viewer number is because there's nothing I... C- if, say, I'm having a quiet day, mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do to change it. I mean, sure, I, maybe I could change the game or you could tw- put some tweets out or nothing you can do to change. It. That was a bad statement. But overall, like this is the situation that you're in, right? Right. So... If say you have, I'll, I'll just pick it. Say you had 20 people watching you or hundred people, whatever my mentality is. Okay. There's a hundred people watching me right now. I need to put on the best show possible for those hundred people that are here instead of going, Oh, there's a hundred people watching me yesterday. We had 175. Wow. We're missing 75 people. Well, I guess I don't really have to try to, or I guess today's a bad stream. We'll just, we'll just coast through. I don't, it's, it's very easy to beat yourself up. Especially if you say you're watching your viewer numbers and say you were at 120 viewers at three o'clock and then three thirty it's down to like 95. You're going, wait, why did, why those people leave? What did, did I do something wrong? Did I make a bad joke? Did I make a, a bad play when you're going to ask yourself 10 million questions but it could literally be like, oh, they had to go to work or they're on the other side of the world and they had to go to bed or there could be a trillion, trillion reasons why. Right. But I just don't like to play the mind games with myself. So I just try and focus on what I'm doing in the moment and worry about the people later. Because like I said, I've gone back through my... I think it's important to, to go back through everything and see what worked and what isn't. I remember one time I played Pokemon fire red for a stream and I ended with a hundred people watching me. And then literally the next Sunday. So seven days later in the exact same time slot, I ended with 50 people watching me. So same game, same time, but half the viewers, there's always a trillion different things that could be going on or why people aren't watching on that moment or that day or whatever. So, I just try to focus on the people that are there. Hopefully, put on a, a fun, entertaining show. And if I need, maybe if I'm playing a game, and I check it after a week and go, "Oh wow, my viewership's way down." Okay, this game isn't working for the channel. Noted. That's something to note. Cool.
0: That's that's very interesting. I never thought about that before. That's that's very cool. Hmm. Um, it, it's funny the, the 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 sort of amount of of just I don't even know the right word for it, but the, just the amount of thought that goes into each individual streamer, because there honestly isn't one set way to do streaming. It's the same as YouTube. Like, there's not. I can't. It's actually. I, I, here's a. Here's me stifling on YouTube a little bit. YouTube's. Uh, I did this thing with YouTube where they put out like a. Um, here's a class on how to do YouTube. Like, it was this free class thing that you went on online course, and I did it. I'm like, okay, cool, that's interesting. And then we tried it, and it was horrible. Like, it just didn't work. I think it's the same thing with Twitch, where it's like there really isn't a set way to how you should do this. It should be nope. you figuring it out and finding what works best for you as a performer. Cause this is performance. Um, yep. Even though it's, it's probably a, a lot closer to sort of, you know, personal projection than, you know, doing a character per se. Um, for sure. But it is, it is performance. And I don't think you can do that in a cookie cutter way, which is, it, it's why I, I enjoy watching you because I, I know, I know the personal side of you. Um, at least a little bit, and seeing what you've done with that and not losing that while also building on that is so mm-hmm. interesting to me just with the, the Sergeant Fidget community. It's very cool. Um, what what for you has been the hardest part of sort of maintaining an audience? Because, you know, once it, once it started working out and once you um, had the opportunity to, you know, leave a job and, and do this full-time, what has been sort of the hardest part, at least on your end, to, I, I guess... Making that decision makes sense, you know, to leaving a job that is guaranteed, you know, pay every week. What has been the hardest part to maintain that?
1: Sorry, what's been the hardest part to maintain, like, going forward with streaming? Yeah, basically just people.
0: maintaining an audience, maintaining the community and uh, maintaining sort of the the right decision to say, hey, I'm going to take a risk with this, you know, leaving a job and doing this full time. What's been the toughest part of, of you know, since you left uh, your, your job? What's co- been the toughest part
1: of it? Constantly trying to reinvent yourself because even the people that do come every day and like support you love you whatever like you're their favorite doesn't matter what they're doing if you go live they're immediately going to click on your channel at the same time if you're just doing the same old shtick over and over and telling the same jokes over and over and over again even if they're watching they're gonna lose a bit of interest overall right and that's where you kind of start seeing oh it's like okay so i'm looking at my stats and all my viewers are still there but no one is talking in chat anymore okay so i've got to i've got to find maybe something to revitalize them maybe it's one thing i've been looking at is getting maybe little table talker things being like okay chat's been a little quiet for the last like maybe 20 minutes maybe i'll grab this table talker and it says Chad, if you could be on any island with any person, who would it be? And try and maybe get a conversation out of that. But right. again, it's what I was talking about earlier, trying to make yourself stand out. You have to make your your channel unique. You got to find ways to keep people coming back, keep them interested. One of the challenges that I find and... uh one thing you learned in acting school is in order to be a good actor, actor, you have to experience things. You have to experience life. You have to go through things. So in leaving my work, uh, when I used to bartend, I used to always have stories to tell. Cause you, you anyone who's been in a bar will tell you, you'll meet the, the craziest of characters. And now multiply that by I bartended for almost five years. So I always had stories to tell. But now where this is just my full-time job, it's like I don't get all those crazy, new, exciting things to talk about anymore. So I'm constantly either trying to come up with funny stories from my past or try and talk about things that are going on in the world without getting too, like, political or anything because while they're always interesting conversations, it doesn't take much for those conversations to go very, very, very sour because (laughs) when it comes to something like that, most people aren't going to agree <laughs> um but any streamer will tell you a you could have 10,000 viewers but if your chat is absolutely quiet and you're asking questions or you're trying to throw things out and just no one's you know throwing it back it 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 can deflate you very quickly so one of the things i've had to Learn And I'm, I've am i gotten a lot better at it, especially doing it full time for the last year. I've gotten right. a lot better at it, but I'm human. I still have my days where if chat is quiet, it doesn't necessarily mean like you're doing something wrong or sure. you're doing a bad stream. I, I, and I've used this on stream before. I've said it many times. It's something I learned from doing comedy plays in theater. Uh, just because they're not laughing doesn't mean they're not listening. I have had I have done shows before where one night like the audience is like roaring laughter every five seconds, and then the very next night it's like dead silent, and the actors backstage are all like, "Are we? Are we just? Do we not? Are we not bringing the same energy? Or or, or are we just kind of off our game tonight? Like no one just seems to be laughing, no one seems to be enjoying the show. But then you go out in the lobby afterwards, and people are like, "That was amazing! You were so funny!" And you're very caught off guard. You're like. Oh, they really enjoyed it, but it was dead, dead silent. It's one of the things is just don't play the mind games with yourself and you're, you're going to do it. If there's any streamers or potential streamers watching this, you're going to play the games with yourself. Just learn to not beat yourself up so much, I guess. Yeah. It's a very, it's very easy to do. Um, I, it
0: it seems like the theater helped quite a bit in this, just your background in theater. Um, it did. There's a lot of stuff because I've never really looked into the theater scene. You know, I mostly work in film, but it, it's mm-hmm. very interesting hearing this from you and seeing how, how such a, such a, um, I don't want to say old cause that sounds wrong, but like historic art form of theater has translated to the new age and streaming in a way. Yep. It's, it's, it's quite fascinating. Um, you, so you, you talked a little bit about community here over there, over our conversation and, um, I, I want to get into that because one of the coolest things that I saw just lurking, and for those who don't know what the term lurking is, it's basically just watching a streamer and not getting involved in the chat, just like mm. enjoying from the background and, and not, you know, being involved
1: in in the chat or, or whatever. For uh, example, a lot of times when I'm making dinner or after my own stream, I'll open a stream up and just listen to my headphones, but I'm actually in my kitchen like making food or whatever, so I'm not interacting with anyone.
0: Exactly. Uh, so I do that a lot, and I, but... Every once in a while, I'll jump in and I'll just look at the community you have. And it's this this crazy, crazy family of nutters. Is that the official term?
1: Yes. The, the band of nutters is the community name. Band of nutters. I love it. So uh,
0: one thing that I discovered recently, and I had no idea what it was until... Actually, I think I found it on your stream. And then I looked at it. I was like, what, what is this? Uh, how has Discord played into what you do on, on stream with the community? And it's if huge. you can, what is Discord? Um, kind of in Did, the briefest of senses.
1: It, I'll, I'll call it like a community hub. Mm-hmm. It's a great place for people who want to hang out or chat to each other from the Twitch community who see each other in Twitch chat every day, who can hang out and talk to each other without the stream being live. You can use it in your web browser. You can use it on your phone. There's an app for it. Or you can use it on your your PC, Mac, whatever. There's a program or app for that as well. But basically, you can hop in. You can have voice chats. You can have multiple people in a room. If you are a little shyer, you can just use text chats if you want. Uh, I always let people know. I always tag everyone in Discord like when I'm going live. So everyone if, who want to be there right at the beginning of the stream will see that I'm live and they can get in there. It's just a great way for people to stay connected. And I even host community nights in there once a month. We'll get in there after a stream and we'll hang out. And we we actually, we just started. It. It'll be a lot of anniversaries this month. It'll be one year anniversary of doing the community nights. We I used to be a massive, massive, massive WWE fan like would watch raw smackdown sunday night heat i didn't miss a show i loved them <laughs> like stone cold and the rock and all of them i absolutely like lived for it but i stopped watching for years and years and years and uh just through conversations and stuff we found out that there was a lot of people who were fans of the show or at least used to be fans and one problem that I was having at the time in terms of chat to kind of go back for a second was I was finding that people were happy to talk to me and ask me questions or like jump in to a voice chat if they saw me in there. But the problem was no one was talking to each other. They only wanted to talk to me. And I I remember one night and I've, I've told this story on stream before I was in voice chat and there was about 10 of us in there myself included and we were in there for a couple hours and then I eventually had to go do some stuff so I said goodbye to everyone and I clicked disconnect and before I could even start to turn my head to look away from the monitor it just went all the other nine people in a split second all just disconnected From the server and I stopped And I looked And I was like There is no way That those people Even said goodbye To each other because it was that fast (laughs) It was just Instant disconnect and I was like That's when I realized my community Won't talk to each other That is a huge Huge problem I I can't have that So fast forward a month after that Happened, And we started doing the community nights. And now I've noticed over the last year, people are way more chatty with each other. They'll say hi to each other in discord. If someone has a question, they'll respond to it. The community nights have grown even more, even people who don't necessarily watch the, the pay-per-view because we all just subscribe to the, the net, the network. Yeah. Um, WWE should give me some sort of sponsorship because I plugged the crap out of that network for them for these communities. Sponsor the nights.
0: man, Vince. Give what are you me doing?
1: Free WrestleMania backstage passes. Let's go. <laughs> um, but like they've grown and they've become way more close. Now you're always gonna get the shy kind of people who like to be there but don't really talk. That's that's completely fine because I think even just being there, they feel like they're included. Right. Which is a wonderful thing about it, is that people can join the voice chat, hang out with everyone, and even if they're not watching the show, they can still hang out but they don't feel like they're put on the spot. Like we're not throwing a spotlight on them and be like, "Hey, it's all about you. Talk to us right now." It's a it's a calm way that a lot of people can hang out on their own terms. And it's a great way to help build and bring the community closer together.
0: That's incredible. Um, how would you describe You know, present day, your community and and how important that is to the to the channel.
1: They make the channel. I know it's my face that you see every day. It's my jokes that you're listening to. It's my gameplay or the running one of the running jokes, my lack of gameplay, because at the (laughs) beginning of stream, uh, I, I love my I have said this so many times, my favorite thing about streaming on Twitch, and it was what made me want to start streaming on Twitch is I love talking to chat and I love just feeding off and improvising off whatever they say. It's my absolute favorite. So at the beginning of my streams, I depending on how long, sometimes if chat's really quiet, I'll jump right into a game. But if like they're active and going right from the start, I've talked to them for an hour sitting at like the start screen of a game. <laughs> just sit there and just chat with them about whatever. I absolutely love it. And it's one of the things that got me into Twitch was just that shared experience. The The game is a medium that brings you all together, but it's the unique people within the community that's going to make people want to come back or come out of their shell and want to be a part of that community. So, like I said, even though we're not like the biggest stream on Twitch, like, and this is going to sound insanely corny. I know it's going to sound so corny that people who are watching this are prepare the eye roll. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I, I don't take it personal, but like, we're not the biggest community, but they have a absolutely massive heart with how, encouraging even when i'm like if i'm feeling down like a lot of people are like oh i'm an entertainer i have to be positive because i'm putting on a show if i'm like hey guys like we're gonna have a good stream we're gonna play this game it's gonna be really fun Uh, i'm in a weird mental space today so i'm sorry if i seem like off or distant it's just i got stuff going on in my life but please don't take it the wrong way they'll be supportive they're encouraging they'll they'll hang out with you they'll chat with you everyone just looks out for each other it's I, I consider myself so insanely lucky to have the community that I do. Like unbelievably lucky. From an outsider looking in, it's
0: it's something really special just from what I've seen. You know, I I've seen even bigger streamers not have quite what you have achieved with and the community.
1: One of the compliments I hear most frequently, either from other streamers or even just uh, people who like to hang out on twitch and different channels and whatnot i hear it all the time They, people can't get over just how kind and welcoming the community is that's
0: that's incredible um i mean yeah just a personal experience because i was streaming skyrim one night and you raided my stream which for those who don't know rating basically just means you when you're about to end a stream you send um, all your viewers say, hey, go! let's go check out this person who's streaming. And then you sort of, uh, everybody comments, hey, Fidget Raid or, or whatever it'll be. I was playing Skyrim one night and you raided me and sent everybody over. And it was some of the most fun I've had with online content since I started because right. they were so supportive. They helped me create a, what we called a lusty Argonian maid named Fidget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll never go away. <laughs> it was just this incredible thing and it was... It really, I think that was a time where I really knew that, man, Ryan has something really special going on over on Sergeant Fidget. So two more things I want to talk to you about. One's going to be okay. really short, and this this will be the last big question I ask you. Okay. Uh, what's the future look like for you for for streaming? Do you have plans? You know, I, you don't have to spill your guts here and, and spoil mm-hmm. anything, but, you know, what does the immediate future look like? And do you have any plans to stop or is this full, full
1: steam ahead? Let's, let's st- keep going. Full steam ahead, my friend. Season three, as I've been saying all week, just (laughs) as a stupid joke. Season three has just started. Um, I got some stuff in the works right now. Uh, I am still working on the stuff that we mentioned earlier about like the sergeant and the voice trying to find the right way to uh, be able to do it live. One thing, one of the struggles that I've been having is there is voice acting involved, but as you can hear, I do have kind of a deeper voice. So getting up to that high pitch squirrel kind of sound is (laughs) a little difficult. And to do that for a six to eight hour stream on my own, I would probably shred my voice since I stream five to six times a week. (laughs) So I'm trying to find a right way to help me up my pitch, but without it sounding robotic because like if you look at like your average voice changers and whatnot, they'll give it that kind of robotic sound. Yeah. So even though it's something I know people really want me to bring back, I'm taking my time with it because I want it to be I want it to be done right. I want it to be good. I don't want it to sound like some robot is talking to you when it's supposed to be a squirrel. Um, what a sentence <laughs> right only on twitch oh told you he's the weird what's this why is this guy talking to a cartoon character what is happening what is going on Um, again more consistency while still doing variety I think overall there's going to be an adjustment period mm-hmm. but I think overall it'll be helpful in terms of growing but did this last year it's anyone who is self-employed will tell you it is stressful you have you're gonna have really great months you're gonna have really slow months it's that's inevitable that's always gonna happen right but on top of all that just this last year has probably been one of the happiest years I've had in a very very long time I the when I was bartending it was paying the bills but even by like year three I was already kind of not like the happiest person to be around. And then by year four, I was like, wow, I really don't want to be doing this anymore. I was waking up. I was miserable every day going to a job. I just flat out didn't want to be doing. And now I get to wake up every day and just plan a show and hopefully put on an entertaining stream for anyone who wants to watch and that's one of the the things that motivated me into Twitch was when I was doing the audition circuit. I was like, "Man, I really love entertaining people. I really love just telling jokes. I really love bad jokes, like deliberately bad jokes. Like I know this is a really bad joke, but I say it anyway and then I get those groans from chat and it makes me even happier. Like I love those. I love those." But when you're doing the audition circuit you're like, "Oh, I hope I get this so I can act a part or put on a show or whatever." It's not up to you. You you don't get to decide when you perform or put on a show. It's up to other people. And I just got tired of not being able to do what I wanted to do. So that's when I was like, "Yo, I can you know, stream on Twitch and I can literally do a show every day or whenever your schedule allows whenever you want to put on a show and all you have to do is hit, start streaming. You don't have to go audition. You don't have to impress a boardroom full of producers and whatever. You can just be like, yo, I want to put on a show, start streaming. It's showtime. On top of that, now that I am my, uh, this is my full time job. Now I can also balance if I am ever lucky enough to get back into the audition scene again, like, Oh, I know I normally start at three o'clock guys, but at two 30, I have an audition. So stream will be an hour and a half late tomorrow. Boom. Problem solved. And you get to do both still.
0: That is that, that seems very freeing for, for what it is.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Even on like the months where it's a bit slower and you, maybe you're stressing about whatever. I still get to come do something that i love that's awesome amazing that is incredible um yeah this
0: has been a fantastic conversation ryan thank you so much for for indulging me so much in this and i know the people that are listening are gonna find this quite fascinating because it's such a new um sort of performance medium and i think it's it's really exciting so i've got one more question for you sure it's gonna be very short and it's i saved the most important question for last uh who do you got for
1: the men's royal rumble kenny omega no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn, uh, wild card! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he's he's gonna. I was saying to my community, we were talking about it. I was like, he's gonna be like AJ Styles. He's gonna come in at number three. Yeah, he's gonna be the surprise. No, I could see Seth Rollins. I could see it. Seth Rollins has always been amazing, and um, I know they've been they were on the the Roman Reigns train for a while and obviously for those who know like what happened, he's, or for those who don't know, he what was it, a couple months ago. He, his leukemia came back. Yeah. So insanely, whether you, you liked the man or not insanely, insanely sad and you wish nothing but the best for him. But now that Roman unfortunately had to step away for a little while, can't wait for him to come back. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, I think Rollins is like, their next best go-to guy. The guy more often than not puts on incredible matches every time. Every, every time. I love he, him. He's the workhorse. It's, it's quite crazy. All right. And, and very quickly, women's
0: women's rumble match. Who you got?
1: I'm very curious how they're going to do this because I think we're going to, I think originally it was going to be Charlotte and Rhonda at WrestleMania, but now Becky is so insanely popular. Yeah. you might get Becky and Rhonda, um, but maybe they'll go for the triple threat since they're both all three of them are absolutely huge stars. And to be perfectly honest, and I'm very happy to say this. I think the women's division is the most interesting thing on the entire program right now. I, I, I know Oscar and Becky have their match at rumble, but I wouldn't be shocked if they did what they did with Roman that year where Roman lost the title match earlier in the card and then mm-hmm. showed up in the rumble anyway, because that way, if becky won the rumble unless they change the rules this year it's wwe you never you never know nope um <laughs> she can challenge either champion so maybe becky will win that and challenge ronda or maybe charlotte or becky will get some vengeance for was it tlc yeah it was tlc yeah. and maybe one of them will cost uh ronda her title against um, Sasha and then Ronda will join the rumble. And maybe I don't, there, I think it's going to be one of those three doing something. Cause they're the big, they're the big names right now. Yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting. Cause sometimes you can kind
0: of see where WWE is going this year. I really don't know. I have no idea. Here's my prediction. Uh, Becky Lynch wins the men's Royal rumble.
1: That would be amazing, right? <laughs> that I would. Oh, I just hit my mic. Sorry. If that was loud. <laughs> That would be phenomenal. That's, that's I where I'd love that. <laughs> I right, would Ryan, love that.
0: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything with Sergeant Fidget and uh, everything you do. So uh, people can find you on Twitch. It's uh, SJT underscore Fidget. Nope. So Sergeant nope. Fidget. Is that S-G-T. all right? SGT.
1: S-G-T. What I say? J? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, what am Don't I worry. even thinking right now? Spelling's, S- spelling's not for everyone. Don't worry about it. No, English isn't my strong suit. S gt underscore fidget sergeant fidget and twitter it's just at sergeant fidget no underscore right yes i'm
1: hoping to get the twitch name to just sergeant fidget at one point but i just the way the twitch system works i can't do it right at this moment okay cool uh so there's two places to to
0: find uh you and um yeah if anybody has never given sort of streaming a, a chance or twitch a chance Check it out. See if you like it. You might not, but you might fall in love with this sort of very interesting new media version of of performance art. Honestly, is what I call it. Um, sure. And to the community of of uh, the band of nutters, uh, thank you guys for being so welcoming. Um, some of you might know I'm one in green. That's my sort of video game moniker uh, on on the internet, and it's been so fun to be a part of this because I know when I launch uh, Sergeant Fidget Stream, I'm going to be met with some incredible people talking about the games, talking about other stuff, and just being super welcoming to both new and old. So, Ryan, you got something really special here, and thank you for sharing your insight on, on how it all came to be. Hey, love chatting, man. Thanks for having me. For sure. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon all right everybody that'll do it for the ryan kennedy conversation here on the down to the point podcast i just want to thank ryan for giving me the time and allowing us to really deep dive into streaming into his personal life the acting and and everything that sort of came with the success of the sergeant fidget crew aka the band of nutters that his community is called so before we we leave i just want to say Uh, Thank you to everybody who's listened to this conversation. This is the way that this show is going to be from now on. It is going to be a guest show, a guest conversation with incredible talent here in Canada with a focus often on Nova Scotia because that's where I'm from. That's where, uh, you know, I've become a filmmaker uh, and got into the arts myself. And it's where I discovered so many incredible talent that I just want to share conversations with and maybe learn a little bit more about them and what they do. So... Uh, To find the podcast, you can find us on YouTube by searching Riverpoint Studios. Unfortunately, we don't have a URL that isn't, you know, random numbers and letters because YouTube has changed things over the years. CP, And we're also on iTunes just by searching Riverpoint Studios. You'll find the blue background with the yellow logo. And we're on SoundCloud. Uh, And those three are the main areas that you can find our podcast, with YouTube being sort of our number one place to share the podcast. But... I'm a podcast fan and I know the ease of access and the accessibility of having a podcast on the go audio-wise is awesome to have. So that's why we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. So next time on the podcast we'll be talking to another fantastic artist from Nova Scotia however we will not be coming out with a new episode on February 7th which would be our next Thursday. We are going to skip that for a couple of personal reasons on my end. I won't have time to present the podcast in a way that I believe this podcast should be presented. So we will be back on Valentine's Day. Look at that. Thursday, February 14th with a brand new episode of the Down to the Point podcast as we share the stories and uncover some of the stories of fantastic, incredibly talented folks here in Canada and more specifically, Nova Scotia. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you next time on the Down to the Point podcast.